get better, everywhere they go. Tottenham get better, everywhere they go. Once upon a time, way back when there were only 9,000 Arsenal podcasts, five young men from various backgrounds, an Irish kid with a horrible haircut, a young Jewish nerd who hadn't discovered food yet, a child from Hemel Hempstead who didn't want to be English no more, a handsome advertising magnate with impeccable judgment, and a young Mexican AC Milan fan hatched a plan to take over the world of Arsenal podcasts. But then these boys became men. Jared. Mikey. Ewan. Magic. And Andy. And the rest, my friends, is history. And now, all these years later, you tune in every so often to hear their incredible takes their football knowledge, and their sensual advice. But now, it's gone too far. You, our fans, are at long last witness to season... Seven! 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 Welcome to the Gooners Pod. I mean, come on now. Is this fun or is this goddamn fun? Aston, you have been in the eye of a hurricane. I, I, I don't know if, if you're Hamilton fans, but there's a song called The Eye of the Hurricane, and it was written about Aston. He's been there. <laughs> he's done it. He's had no power. He's full of power. Arsenal's full of power. He's in his car. He bought a Datsun. A Datsun. He's potting from the Dodson. Uh, look, I don't know how long we're going to do this because this was kind of – no one was expecting to go live today. But, I mean, fucking shit, my motherfucking – Yeah, oh, we fucking beat shit today. Let's go. Let's fucking go. When Mike put out the call, he said, I need somebody to stand up for the North London Derby. I didn't care. I had no power. I've got, I've got an angry, crabby girlfriend at home. I don't care. I'm here. You know what? Florida might have gotten battered by the hurricane, but it was Tottenham that got battered today. Am I Tottenham, right? I mean, look, Tottenham didn't get battered. Tottenham got battered. Tottenham. Look, it, I mean, you know, look, I, I'm not English. I don't profess to be Shit. English. Did you know that? Um, mm. But uh, but Tottenham got battered everywhere they went. And um, look, my day today started off kind of dubious. Um, it, the 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 remnants, uh, the very very faint remnants, I will say, uh, of of Hurricane Eowyn. Fuck you, Owen. By the way, um, they're they're now uh, passing through Virginia, so it's it, it's not pleasant here. I'm visiting my son. Last night, I take all of his friends out to dinner, and I'm like, okay. Tomorrow morning, this is unusual, but I'm coming to your dorm, which is where they live, at 7.05. I'm bringing donuts. I'm bringing drinks, which is technically illegal. Um, I'm like, I'm bringing, you know, but I'm bringing them in like like Pepsi, pre-mixed. I'm like, I'm bringing all this stuff. Don't 
stay up too late last the night before. Don't do it because then I'm going to be angry. So I wake up at 6.30. 6.45 goes by. I'm calling him. I'm like, just so you know, I'm coming over. And you have to let me into the dorm because, you know, there is security. I can't just walk into the dorm, some 49-year-old bald, overweight Jew. They, I mean, they let normal people in, but not not bald, overweight Jews. Not, not not when not not with all the honeys walking around that dorm. No, I mean they can't they 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 can't yeah I mean you know there's there's eighteen nineteen year old hotties and and they can't they can't just let me loose in that environment. <laughs> I mean so uh, I mean I wouldn't I not that I would do anything but I would just I mean no no one else would have any fun if I was around. So um, so I'm calling. I'm FaceTiming. I'm everything. Doesn't pick up. I'm like, should I even leave and, and head over there or should I just stay in my hotel room? Finally, I'm like, God damn it. I'm leaving. I'm going over there. We're going to watch it together. I'm here. He's my son. This is the Derby. So I go over there. And of course, by the time I get there, he's still not answering the phone. So I'm, now I'm standing outside Jennings Hall in the rain and cold watching the game on my phone. So I'm like, this is a great first 10 minutes of the game. This is fantastic. Um, while douchebags sits there just lying in bed, sleeping through all of my calls. Finally, I, someone lets me in, which they probably shouldn't have done. I mean, uh, who would let me in to anywhere? I um, wouldn't. I mean, you look like a toucher. I mean, my wife, like, I call it how I liked it. I see it. You know, my wife let me in twice. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but uh, and so finally, I, I, I'm able to go to his door. I knock on the door. I open the door, and dude's just lying there sleeping because apparently, apparently, he went to bed at four o'clock last night, and um, and and was not in uh, in a great position when he went to bed. Um, but uh, but anyway, he ended up coming down. We ended up watching the game, and the game. Aston. We're gonna bring well, in, we're gonna bring in our first and, and currently our only open micer, and he's a guy who I who's never been on the open mic show before, and I love this man, um, and and frankly, I know exactly who he's gonna want to talk about, and I want to talk about him too. Uh, but uh, real quick, real quick, real quick, yeah. before we do, I just want to point out everybody. Can everybody just get together and just like get the smallest violins out for Mike and his terrible time with the North London Derby? It's not like I had to take a cold uh, yeah. shower by candlelight this morning, you I, know? I am. Um, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to make it clear which of the two of us has had the harder week. Because, <laughs> I mean, Hurricane Schmurricane. Her, Harry Kane, Schmary Kane, and um, yeah, no, but uh, honestly, Aston, I, I, I love that you're safe. I'm glad that that uh, I, I've been keeping in touch with you. Florida is in our thoughts. Uh, you know, I, I have a house being built down there, but that's just property, and we frankly don't own it yet. So I've been a little, I've been focused on making sure nothing's wrong there. But but the the real thing is making sure that all of our family, and and they are family, in Orlando, in Tampa, in um, in, in Sarasota and Bradenton and, and, and everywhere around that area has been safe. And, um, and from what I'm hearing is it's, it's pretty fucked up, but everyone's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, just shout out before we get into the game. I do want to shout out everybody in the state of Florida, especially if you're in central Florida, my DMS are open at Gooner Aston. We are organizing relief um, around the area. Don't forget, by the way, if you have lost power, 
even if it's just for the day, you technically actually qualify for the FEMA relief, which is $500 worth of food and groceries. So we're helping people get that signed if you're if you um, if you need. Also, we're doing hot food deliveries for anybody that needs it as well. So please, please, please do not be shy. My Arsenal family is the biggest in the world and we take care. Yeah, and and honestly, if you've been following uh, Aston's Twitter feed, um, it is half Arsenal, half really, really useful and helpful information about uh, about his his local family and support groups and and and, the, and and ways to find support, housing, food, all of that, and and that's why I love you, my friend, because you're always you're always basically looking out for people. So, speaking of uh, someone who I'm going to look out for right now, we have with us. A king, a man who is from the capital of Virginia, who matriculates up the pitch, uh, who I love hanging out with, especially when Arsenal win. Joey is with us right now, also from his car. Yo. Are you headed home from uh, from Gus's right now? I'm not. I'm sitting right outside the wall of Gus's right now. It was too loud in the bar, and I could barely hear you guys. So I wanted is to come just, out in the car and, and hop on real quick. Is it too loud just because of Tom Rosenhammer, or are other people there? Uh, Tom is only about 90% of the volume, so the other 10 is everybody else. Um, uh, Joey, man. Joey, co-host of the Richmond Gooners podcast. Very underrated, very good, enjoyable podcast. Oh, uh, you flatter us. And I'm not just saying that because I've been on it once, but like the 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 chemistry is is really good. The marketing not so great. The chemistry marketing not so great. The chemistry is good. The waffle is absolutely excellent. The production um, values are insane. They have <laughs> a mixing board, and we we're, we're in episode 400 or thereabouts, and we don't even know what a mixing board is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we're on episode Luckily, 400, and we're doing basically like the drive-through podcast right now, right? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm in a hotel and I, and I have, I have McDonald's coming. So, so Joey, um, I mean, first of all, let, let, let's just say for the group, um, how many people at the, at, at a seven 30 now, seven 30, pretty late here in America. We we're not, we're not claiming the East coast right. rough, but like how many people at the pub this morning? 50 over 50, 50. Yeah. Yes. That, that's probably I'm, I'm probably undershooting it, um, but it was it was pretty much full by the time kickoff happened. There are very few seats left, um, at least kind of on our side. By the time that kickoff happened, um, people were there from the night before and just never left. <laughs> thought that might have been Tom. I thought Tom might not have shown up. He walked in about about four seconds before uh, before kickoff. So did, did, did he take he did, he, did he take the the express uh, bus from uh, Fat Dragon? Yeah, from Fat Dragon. He probably slept on a bench outside of Fat Dragon last night. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't with him last night because I wanted to get some sleep and make sure I got here earlier. But uh, Mike, I heard the nice things you said about me earlier, man. I really appreciate it. Shout out to my man Aston, man. How are you, man? It's been since Baltimore since I've seen you, bud. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it is. It has been a an absolute wild ride. You know, we've yeah. had better weeks, but you know, it's been great. I gotta ask you though. You had fifty people coming in, and it was the North London Derby leading up to the match. Like, what was the atmosphere like in the um in the bar? Because we were nervy. We were nervous as hell, man. I was nervous. Um, 
I think I think it it uh, our atmosphere here probably mirrors what what you experienced. There was a lot of there's a lot of excitement, a lot of confidence, but there was a lot of nervous energy. Uh, I am a man racked with anxiety, so I you know I was <laughs> I was pacing after we scored the first goal. I was I was still like I had to get the nervous energy out, so I was up and pacing, just trying to make sure that I wasn't blocking the view for the people behind me. I'm like five foot negative two, so that's not that big of a deal. But um, yeah, it it was it was a lot of nervous, anxious energy. But when we talked about it, there was a lot of confidence and a lot of three one predictions. Um, uh, there was also a lot of Harry Kane penalty predictions. In other news, the sky is blue and grass is green. Um, Harry Kane always always takes a penalty against Arsenal. I guess it is what it is. Um, but man, what what a fucking day, man! Holy shit, we we are excited. We're still here, hanging out and drinking. There's there's several of us that's kind of still here. Well, this, is um, thing, this is the great thing about a twelve thirty Saturday game, which for us is you know any in the states is anywhere from four thirty yeah. to seven thirty a.m. Like. This game can either fuck up your weekend or make your weekend. It make my weekend. Oh man, I'm it, gonna be. Listen, absolutely. I apologize. I apologize for the amount of uh, amount of uh, swearing I'm about to do on your show, but uh, you know it. me, I, I am me, and I am myself. So uh, basically, uh, the whole group talked about basically like you just said. This can either make your weekend or break your weekend. Seven seven o'clock in the morning, seven thirty a.m. Doors open here at seven o'clock a.m. And I want to give a shout out to our wonderful staff uh, at Gus's Bar and Grill here in Richmond. Um, they pretty much don't let us miss a game. They'll open up at seven o'clock, seven thirty for us. We're friends with most of the staff. We're personal friends with the owners, and uh, they they do a really good job for us, and they do a really good thing for us. So. Um, huge, huge shout out to them for opening up for us and just generally putting up with our bullshit, putting up with our happiness and our sadness. And today it was, it was mostly happy. So, and then I've, I've been to Gus's I've, I've, you know, Richmond's obviously, uh, one of the closer, uh, out of town supporters clubs, uh, yeah. around and, and I've been there, I've enjoyed a game there. Um, we got Aston back now. Um, yeah, there he is. and, and, um, you know, they, they, they treat you right, but you treat them right as well. And uh, yeah, we, we really try hard. That's the perfect synergy in, in these, uh, you know, in these supporters clubs. It isn't just about getting 5, 10, 15, 50, 80 people together like, 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 we're, like we're in, uh, you know, L.A. this morning, like we're in right. Richmond this morning. There's a, there is a gathering this morning, for those that are wondering, in El Paso, Texas, called the, uh, the Gooner Roundup which it floats between different cities in Texas every year. Dallas had one. I went Houston mm -hmm. had it. Um, San Antonio's had it. And, and, and this weekend is El Paso. And there are tons of fantastic American gooners, not just from Texas, from that area, but from uh, all over the country. Rick, Rick's yeah. there from St. Louis um, guys are there. Guys and girls are there from, from Arizona, from, uh, you know, from all over the place. Joey's there from Denver. I mean, it's it's incredible, and uh, and and I'm just thrilled that they got a great game this morning. So so the yeah the uh, the Arsenal watching game here in the U.S. is strong. I've seen uh, and and gotten a ton of videos and pictures from from the Tollington and from 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 people overseas. I mean, could could you not be enjoying things more? Let me uh, let me let me show you somebody who's enjoying things. And thank you, uh, Craig. Uh, Craig Thornburg from Fort Lauderdale, 35 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. They didn't get quite hit as hard as Orlando did by the storm, but you know what? Coming out in South Florida, 
supporting your club. And, um, and that's a relatively new supporters group. I've, I spent a lot of time in South Florida over the last 10, 15 years and the supporters club hasn't been quite as strong down there, but Craig and, and his mates are doing bits and I don't have my bell, uh, but they've been doing bits down there and it's just, it's great to see cities like that kind of rise up and, uh, and he's asking Aston to let, let them know if there's any way that they can support the relief efforts uh, in Orlando because uh, yeah, and, and anywhere else in Florida. I mean, I know, I know people are, are thinking a lot about how, how they can help people who are either, you know, we're, we're deciding which um, foundation, which organization we're going to run it through. I think we're doing it for, we're going to run it through the community for change or the league of a hundred black women, but we're deciding which one we're going to take donations on. As soon as I have that information, I'll be putting it up. Huge shout out to Craig, by the way, um, you know, Orlando, Orlando always sees Fort Lauderdale as one of our sister, um, sister groups, and they've been doing fantastic. Hey, I wanted to ask. Is though, it, is back it, is is it a sister group or is it more kind of like the hot stepsister? Like, like <laughs> well, that's that's weird because that implies I know what I know what your porn searches are. Okay, Mike, I yeah. know what they are. Well, we should well, well we share the same Pornhub account, so that, that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of stuck porn in Mike's uh, in Mike's history there. Yeah, a lot of stuck. Like, bro, I'm stuck in the washing machine. But to bring it back to but to bring it back that might be the one thing I haven't gotten into yet. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Listen, when I'm here, this thing can devolve really quickly, so don't let me do it to you. Most, <laughs> most, of, most of his history is just pictures of me. I'm gonna be honest. It's just a ton of pictures of me. Like I'm hey, listen. It's okay. But you um, could do a I lot worse. Bring... You could do a lot worse, Aston. I thought stuck do a lot porn worse. Would, I thought stuck porn would just be videos of me trying to walk through a fucking doorway. <laughs> <laughs> but, but real quick, real quick, bring it, bring it back because we do have viewers and we do want to talk about this game. And while I was gone, I was on job. It took me five seconds, but I'm back. And I wanted to mention we were very nervous during the game and leading up to the game. But when you look at it, um, we had 22 shots to their uh -huh. seven. We had nine shots on target to their three. Did we? dominate them or is that just uh, were we too nervous to notice that we absolutely mauled them i think i think we were a little nervous i think at the end of the game when you when you go back and look at it at the end of the game i actually think that a 3-1 scoreline is actually flattering to them based on the the at the end of the game thinking about how we played thinking about all of our guys i'm not sure there is anyone that played less than about a seven out of ten today um you know, just looking back at everything, it, it it was it was convincing and they they had a few chances as they always will and they got the penalty. But beyond the penalty, they didn't really look like scoring. There was a chance for uh Richarlison in like the first half that uh, where Ramsdale made an excellent save that was in my opinion kind of right on time. Um that was, and that was an underrated save, man. That was that's going an in. excellent save. Yeah, excellent save. Was... And but beyond uh, beyond opportunities like that, they didn't really look like scoring. And there was a, a a large period, especially in the second half, where we looked like scoring every time we went in their half. Um, I think we you know we do this thing where we try to get cute sometimes with it, and that's kind of what you know we did that a couple times today. But I, I think Aston might be on to something. I think he's right. I think this was a, a dominating, a convincing win for Arsenal. And I think two things that I think, I think this is a massive, massive statement of intent for us. Um, as well as it, it says that 
or it goes a, a part of the way to saying that the Manchester United match at Old Trafford was more of a blip hey, bro. Uh, than anything else. Joey, Mike, we, Mike, we, Mike, we Mike, better quick. in that game than they did. We just lost it, and that's going to happen yes. sometime. We yes. have outplayed our opponents now eight of eight. Eight, eight of eight of eight Premier League games, and, I, and what I will say is that that Manchester United team and that match—not to take the focus off today's match—but a real quick point: that team did not look like a Manchester United team, a classic Manchester United team. That team looked like a Crystal Palace team playing a Big Six team and soaking up pressure and hitting on the counterattack. Yeah. And that they look like a classic Crystal Palace team, not a classic Arsenal team. And that that works for Crystal Palace sometimes. They beat us once or twice in the last four or five years by doing that, but more often than not, we beat a team like that. Well, it just we, happened. The, the we, right day happened. It was Anthony's we, debut. Of course, he scored against us, that dickhead. Um, but we you know, bounced back from that with two convincing absolutely. victories absolutely. against right. teams that are not not simple to beat. Mike, I hear I hear him saying that we've we've been the better team eight out of eight times. We we look we look good. We're playing well. We're on top of the league right now. I'm asking you on your show on record: Are Arsenal genuine title contenders? On my show, it's our show. First of all, um, <laughs> contenders. Yeah, yeah. Joey, we're gonna say goodbye. We're gonna bring on. We got a couple people waiting in the green in the uh, red room today because oh. North London is red. Um, uh, man of the match, Joey, your man of the match. Um, it, it was in between in between Granite Jaka and Thomas Party for me. Our double pivot. They both scored a goal. I think I might give Jaka the you slight have, edge. And, and, and I, I don't know. Wanna, but I want to say for the record because I know you. You you've been propping Jaka up for years. I have, I have, and, and you, you mentioned it before I came on. He was fucking lights out today, and he probably has been our best player all season. Uh, today is one of the best matches he's ever played in an Arsenal shirt. Today was the best match that Thomas Party has ever played in an, in an Arsenal shirt. They're both nines or nine and a half out of ten for me. So either one, if I had to pick one, I'd edge it and give it to Xhaka. Um, But both of if them you, were absolutely had, superb. If you had to Chess fuck kiss. one of them, which one would it be? If I had to what? Pick one? Fuck one of them. If I had to fuck one of them? Um, I mean, you know, my wife is white, so maybe oh, I, 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 that's, that's, <laughs> hey, this is a this is an iffy topic. We 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 probably shouldn't ask this question. I wasn't gonna reveal that unless you did, but yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I think I think we should end it here, my friend. Go back inside. Go get go get Tom. Go do your Richmond Gooners podcast. Where can we find you uh, on YouTube? Uh, you can find us uh, at YouTube. The channel is called Richmond Gooners. Uh, you can also find us on Anchor, uh, anchor.fm slash Richmond-Gooners. Um, and that that Anchor um, podcast pushes out to Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts. So you can find us in any of those places. Just search Richmond Gooners as well. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm dead serious. I know there's, there's, there's 4,000 Arsenal podcasts. Joey and Tom and uh, remind me. Who and Ryan. And Ryan. Right and and will and will this season we brought will in as almost a permanent fourth this season so they don't do a ton of like promotion and stuff they do it for fun mm -hmm. but, but but these are guys with really really good chemistry it's funny it's insightful so like if you've got room for another podcast I mean look look if you watch us then you'll like them uh, <laughs> I mean it, so uh, definitely check out Richmond Gunners podcast and Joey thanks for joining us brother thank you guys I love you both man I'm right, man take come care. on you Gunners. Ah.
All I right. love that guy. I really okay. do. Joe, Joe is fantastic. Um, all right. So next, we're gonna bring, we're gonna go in order of who uh, who showed up here. So we're gonna go to uh, uh, I believe his name is Ian uh, in Virginia Beach. Yes, yes. Right. Virginia, so, Virginia Beach so Cooners. He's 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 got you know he's got the background, um, and I don't mean like footballistically. I mean like literally the background. Um, Virginia Beach getting hit by the hurricane yet or not? You getting? Some um, we already got we got. Uh, Pretty good. Nothing like uh, Orlando got or anything. Uh, still a lot of there's trees down in my neighborhood and stuff like that. Garbage all over the place, but uh, nothing like Florida or uh, shout out to the Charleston, South Carolina Gooners. Uh, Charleston did get hit real hard, too. So. Yeah, and I, th I think they had to cancel their game watch, but like they did. They had to cancel their game watch. Understandable. Charsenal, which I love that name, Charsenal. So, um, all right. So I'm the only one that thinks of Charizard when you say that. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, getting getting focused. Sorry, I'm all over the place today. No, uh, you, you 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 take this for a second because I have to uh, conduct a bodily function that happens when you drink a lot. You, you gotta go. Okay. Gotta go. Drop um, off a Tottenham, huh? All right. No, go do your thing. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not, I'm not taking a Tottenham. I'm. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I'm not wearing pants either. So. <laughs> gotta drop so, Kulisevsky off at the pool. Right. Uh, so, so listen, we've been we've been laughing. We've been joking. I think that's because the energy is so high and that this atmosphere is great. I have loved watching Arsenal this season, but we we're here because we're here to discuss a game. Right. Yeah. So take us through that first goal. Uh, uh, how, how, how did it happen? What did you like about it? Take me through it. Oh, look, let's start it off by saying we are a completely different team when Partey is in full form. I mean, that man, it, it's subtle, but he is so controlled, uh, bringing the ball down out of the air, his distribution, his quick turns and his knowing when people are on his back. And it's yeah. just, it's a breath of fresh air, letting Jaka play that offensive role when he is in. And we, I don't know if we can be stopped when he is really on one. And I think if it, the cool thing to notice about Partey is if you look at all the shots he started taking when he first joined the club, they are Jaka style, Tierney style, let's go for the gusto bangers that just go 10 feet over. Once yeah. he started slotting these, once he started passing it in the goal, they're just pinging perfectly. These inside of the foot touches right past the top of the 18. Uh, they're beautiful. They're they're a work work of art. And I think, look, in January we have to go hard and get him a backup. We need to spend that 25, 30 mil on Danilo, um, in my opinion, or or some CDM that's going to be available. I mean, we we can't afford another parte injury, and I think he showed that again today. And and the contender for man of the match, just like Joey said for me. How how important is he? I mean, like like it, it's just. It, it's weird to talk about for the reasons that it's weird to talk about, but like he is, I mean, Partey is as good or better than his peak at Madrid right now. And I mean, he's the guy that we bought and, and, and I knew eventually when he finally connected with his foot and scored, which we've been waiting a long time for yeah. that. It was going to be, that it was going to be phenomenal. And this one, I mean, there was an angle today where I'm not going to say it was like Roberto Carlos's <laughs> but I'm not going to not say that it wasn't kind of 30% of that. And 30% of Roberto Carlos's free kick, I will take any day of the week. That thing started about five or six yards outside of the goal and snuck in there. 
Um, yeah. And you don't realize until you see that head-on perspective and you really see, you know, how much the ball is bending and just the perfect touch of it. It's 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 masterclass, man. He's, he's goading up. Something that you something that you hit on that I think goes very much under the radar is William Saliba is absolutely a cool, calm character on the ball. But I think him and Partey in tandem, like there were times when I was absolutely like melting down and everybody had to like put their arm on me. And they're like, it's OK. It's Partey and William Saliba. They don't lose the ball. We're good. But, but I, I think what it is bringing up is uh Gabriel uh, Magalhães is getting, kind of exposing his. Uh, he he may have caught the tail end of the Mustafis. I think, <laughs> I, I think one defender always has to kind of do that, and I think he's doing it this year. I don't think he's as confident. I think Saliba stepping in and just being a cool, calm character may be making him look bad too, but. He's had mental errors in, you know, at least three of the three of our games that have ended up costing us. So let, let um, me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this, because this is something that I was feeling. And tell me if I'm crazy. Zinchenko playing that kind of false fullback position. I felt that Tottenham did a great job, even though it was just a few ch- times of isolating our defenders. And I think that part of that. The little, the smallest bit has to do with the fact that Zinchenko isn't the most. Um, he isn't. He isn't positioned defensively as much. So I think that Gabriel oftentimes had to deal with Richarlison and Kane, or or Richarlison and Son. And I think that played a little bit into it. Even though I don't think that there's any excuse for going to ground in the penalty box, even though maybe Richarlison scores anyway. I mean, as, as, as nuts as it is that they get a penalty every game against us, this was the one penalty that you could say was not cheap. This was a penalty. Yeah. The, the, and, you know, it's crazy that we, we got – I thought we got a fair call. Like, and I'm not well, – and, 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 Yeah. So, so, like, good call. Yeah. Like, so so let's, let's talk about the red, and then, uh, and then we'll move on to Bill. By the um, way, this is like the first red card. When was the last time you've seen Tottenham get a red card in a North London derby? Uh, Autobayor? Yeah. Like, that's oh, wow. the last time I can that think was, about uh, it. Eight years ago? Ten years ago? <laughs> I feel like more that, than eight. It's like, no, it's I like, feel like there was one more. I feel like there was one more. I feel like there was a midfielder. Um, Who? That, that's going to be a Google. I, I, I don't know. I, oh, I was, I was shocked. Starting. I was shocked at that stuff. Uh, yeah. That, that we got the red card, but well, know, that would have been a red card for Xhaka. Let's just put that out there. That's yeah. a Xhaka red card, so it, I think it's only fair. We, have we, we, uh, have we talked enough? It. Have we talked enough about Xhaka at this point? Oh man, so good <laughs> in his offensive role, which Partey in an inverted Jinchenko let him be. I mean, that's what he plays for his national team. That's what he's used to. That's what he's flourishing at. You know, and uh, I think it's just going to be interesting, like. Is Sambi going to be his backup, or do you like? I just I see Sambi as an eight, bro, like all day. So I, I but I'm I, glad. Bro, it, it's do we bring in Douglas Luiz? Uh, you know, uh, Joey brought that up. Like, you know, his contract's going to be up. I think we can probably get him for million. We're we're in a position. We are in a position now where like where unless we are ravaged by injury and look, we, we were ravaged by injury at the end of last season. We haven't been yet this season, but I certainly don't want anyone else to get hurt. 
But like we're in a position now where we can bring in depth for cheap because players are going to want to be part of this. Yeah. And that and that yeah. is, I mean, that's happened. I think maybe a season sooner than we thought that that would happen. Like, yeah. you know, we're we're still paying guys to leave, but that doesn't mean that people don't want to be here. It just means that we've you know that we've destroyed the value of some of these guys and they have no value, and it would be better for them to be gone than than to be here. And and you know the the cycle is really really flipping on its head very very quickly, and we're going to see over the next few transfer windows that you know a guy who can't get into the Arsenal lineup, whether he's um, whether it's um, fucking who's uh, who's our Sammy Laconga? No, I'm no, I'm thinking in terms of uh, wait, Rob Holdings not getting any our minutes. winger. I, no, I'm thinking uh, in terms of our winger that we sent on loan. That uh, who the hell is this? What the hell? Oh, is Reese Nelson. Yeah, Reece Nelson. like a Reese Nelson suddenly might have value because of how well Arsenal's playing. Not because he's great, but because he's just not good enough to get in the Arsenal side. And well, we were talking about this too. What happens? Knock on wood, if. We have to rest Gabby Martinelli, like with ESR being out, you know, who we're going to Gabby Obiera comes in. But on the left, as I put as a left winger, do we put Saka over on the left and then Martinelli on the right? Yeah, you do. We're not Gareth Southgate. We're not going to throw him. I just just solved your problem, so shut up. (laughs) um, We're going to move in somebody else. Real Uh, quick, real quick, man of the match. Yeah. Look, uh, it's our team. There is no men of the match. We are playing as a collective Borg unit at like Star Trek. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, like everyone stepped up and did their part today. So Arsenal FC is my fucking man of the match, bro. Let's let's go. Victoria Concordia Crescent. Victory through unity. We are we are all one. We have centered our chakras. We're making a run for the title, Champions League all year next year, bro. It's oh, it's gonna be a beautiful thing. Um, it's not a you know. I'm, I'm giving his no. We got I'm giving his man of the game. match. I'm giving his man of the match to Arteta. Then that uh, that's what he said. I'm giving it to Tim Lewis because I th- I think what what he's saying right now is that you know Tim Lewis has you know got this team together. I'll give it to Tim Lewis when he gets me Bellingham. I yeah, mean, you yeah, made me a yeah. promise, Tim. I knew that was I'm, coming. I'm calling you on this. That's, he's going to Liverpool. It's, it's done. It's what done. podcast can bring you a co-host who has whispered Bellingham's name into the ears that matter? Bellingham to Liverpool. It's it's it's. Listen, massive. we can. I can dream. Listen, he could go to Liverpool, and that would be nice. Or he could come to the young fun side with all of his English mates that are in the England team and he could make a name and he could make a name here. I don't know. That, that's just me. Let me live in my fantasy a little longer. Well, let's, <laughs> let's make sure they walk alone next match. Man and, uh, been in know, a hurricane. Let him have Bellingham. Um, no, let's put a hurting on Liverpool, make him look dumb, and then make Jude Bellingham change his mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, get, well, get, get and, the and, winners. And, and there's no reason to think next week that we can't get a result. Yeah, so, I don't even. I I stopped. I stopped to hop on here. I haven't even checked the score right now. I know uh, Bright yeah. was up two two one uh, last time I checked. They were, and um, and and yeah, I all all I have on here in the hotel room is one one Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. all, all right, the scored. Yeah. All the scored. All right, but yeah, yeah well, here, whatever. So, all right, bro. Thanks for having me on. Y'all have fun. Make sure. Take care. Gooners versus Cancer. Take care. Make sure you're following Holland, your boy. Thanks, brother. Take care. All right, who are we gonna bring on next? I think I think I said if Carla was on camera, we would bring him on next because we want uh, we want a we want more first time people. But Carla's not on camera, so if you get on camera, we'll bring you on. 
so we're gonna bring on Bill. Bill uh, spent a lot of time with us the last time we did this. Um, we're gonna we're gonna make it a bit of a shorter visit, but um, I want you to comment on on Drago's uh, tweet where he said he, he's always viewed vodka as the easy girl. You feel guilty in the morning, but the game's the same. I, I'm having a cherry vodka, which is cheating a little bit, but cheating uh, on me. I, you know, I'm mixing it into a soda. Uh, I didn't. I was in my son's dorm room this morning, so I didn't want to like blatantly be drinking alcohol in a college dorm room for freshmen who are all 18. Uh, but uh, yeah, fun time. So, uh, so, so, what's your thought on vodka? And then, and then, let us know about what you think about the game. Hey, I love uh, I love me some good vodka. It it is the alcohol that can turn any other drink into an alcoholic drink. Yeah, you, you just mix it with anything, it, and in that sense, it might be the easy girl, uh, as uh, Bulgarian Gunnar mentioned. Uh, but you know, jumping into the game, uh, talk about easy. Uh, you know, it didn't feel like it at the beginning, uh, or it, through the whole thing, but. You know, thinking back to it, I can't think of many opportunities that uh, Spurs had on us this whole game. For all, their, for all of their elite attacking, their world-class finishers, their world-class forwards, I can't, I cannot remember a quieter game from Spurs. But you know who wasn't quiet? Selena. Our very own Gabriel Jesus. Talk us through that second goal. Absolutely. I love, um, I love it, Aston's so polished. I love this. It, so polished, even by, from his car. Way, on his we phone, we haven't done any. We haven't done any big announcement, but Aston's part of the podcast. So. Absolutely. I mean, come on. Uh, but I'll, that, I'll be doing that, the editing on the uh, intros and stuff when I, you know, when I <laughs> Yeah, but going back to that Gabby Jesus goal, I mean, just the ability to hold off a defender to be in the spot where you need it. That's a poacher's goal all day. You know, it, the balls are going to slip through the keeper's hands every once in a while. And you got to be there to take the opportunities. And he was there for it. And that, you know, that's just the quality we have in him now. And it's fantastic. And great build up play by Saka too, right? Absolutely. I mean, to get that shot off in the beginning. Yeah. That's that. That's what set it all up. Is this really? Uh, is it? I, I'm not watching the game. Is it really three all now between Brighton and Liverpool? Uh, I have the scores of. Oh yeah, it is. Well, that's yeah, one, okay. But I, I mean, I, we're, we're going to score nine against them next week. I mean, come on, Liverpool dropping points, Chelsea dropping points. Well, we don't know. It's still ten minutes left. They'll, well, probably, they'll probably win five three. But who, who knows? But hey, I'll take it and give them a hard game any day. You know. Who do you got, who do you got on the back of that shirt? Anyone? No, I, I I don't want my heart broken, and I feel like if I get someone's name on the back of the jersey, they'll end up like a Van Persie. They'll end up like, uh, they'll end up leaving us. I don't want to curse it like that. You know, I support Arsenal. I don't support you know individual players. This is the most the I'd club. like. And this is the most I've had an attachment to individual players for Arsenal, but I will not get them on my shirt. I, I learned my lesson. Last one I got was that shirt with Saka. Um, I don't know that I could ever hate Saka, but I also said the same thing about Van Persie. 
And, and yeah, yeah. You know, what's crazy too, is what I always say is this, like, I, I am not a religious or superstitious guy, like at all. Like I'm a very like, you know, STEM science oriented person, but I am not so arrogant to think that like, what if I'm wrong and I'm not risking that with Arsenal? You know what I mean? Like, I don't believe in superstition, but I could be wrong. And if I am wrong, I am not screwing Arsenal over. You feel mm-hmm. me? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I, I still have, I'm the guy who bought Kolasinac shirt. I bought a Jaka shirt, which, which you know what? I bought, a I bought a Kolasinac shirt. I went to Chicago and watched with the with the amazing Chicago Gooners at the um, at the Globe Pub. I watched the the, cha- the 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 Charity Shield the year after we beat Chelsea in the Cup, and they won the league, and we played Chelsea again in the cha- in the thing. That was right after we signed Kolasinac on a free. And he scored in the second half and was amazing in that game. And I bought his goddamn shirt, and I never never wore it again. Um, (laughs) I bought Walcott shirts. I bought I bought a Chamak shirt from China one time. So so yeah, you don't need me buying any more players because I'm basically ruining them. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And, and, and by, by ruining them, he means like, he's only telling you about the shirt. He's not telling you about the love letters and the videos that he sends to all of these players that That's usually true. scared them into leaving. I the did team. also, I did also, I, I, I did also win a pair of Kolasinac practice worn shorts. And there's a picture of me in the supporters club pub on Gillespie road in London, wearing him on my face. And, and from that point, Kolasinac, um, was that was here. that was the moment. That was the he, moment he where he it. began to suck, and and uh, yeah, and, and 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 I'm embarrassed. I mean, I you know, Mike I, is just describing exactly why they shouldn't have let him into that dorm this morning. By the way, like this <laughs> this right here is the behavior of a person that is not allowed in a college dorm. I was I thirty give- years older than anybody else in that dorm. I was drinking. No, um, no, nah, nah, but it ended up well. And and you know what? You know, Jake Aston. Who yeah, better to yeah. watch? Who better to watch a North London derby with than that boy? Jake. Jake is class, which is always shocking that he came from your loins. <laughs> oh, he, he's, he came from, from my loins, AF. All right, Bill, this is disturbing, I'm sure, for you. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get back hey. to the game because I wanted to actually ask you something, Bill. Like, so we and, were and, talking and, and about. Let me just say thank you to those who are who are waiting backstage, uh, Daniel, Rob, uh, and um, and Carlo. If you'll go, if you'll come on camera, but. Uh, this is uh, it's a fun chat and we will we will be cycling through in a minute or so. Quick question. So we were just talking about the second goal, right? And Gabriel Jesus and his poachers instinct and all of that. But but it feels like, you know, as much as I I celebrate the guy and I think that he's wonderful, is it strange that I feel like he could score a little more? And even in this game, it seemed like there were a couple of times when he, and not just him, Saka and Martinelli sometimes hold on to the ball just a little too long in the box. Am I, I the only one that sees that? I get that. It, you know, there, there have been times where I've thought that, oh man, why is Jesus not scoring more? But I, I think that maybe that we've built up this, you know, you know, pardon the pun, God complex with him or this, uh, you know, we put him on such a pedestal that he's, you know, supposed to be the savior. And it, you know, you look at what he's done so far, I believe it's five goals this season already, four or five. Uh, I mean, we're only, you know, a quarter of the way into the, 
league. You continue that on, and that's, you know, 15, 16 goals a season. That's what we're looking for from him. So I'm, I'm sorry that, that Jesus only scores once a game, unlike Holland, who scores, you know, two, two and a half times per game. I guess we bought the we bought the wrong striker. We should have bought Holland instead of Jesus. I can't believe uh, it's such a shame, you know. And, and we thought Adu was doing such a good job with recruitment, but no, I I mean, and you think about it, he's coming into a new team, a new system. There's it, the fact that he has ramped up so well with the team. You know, he, the goals will come. I mean, but it's yeah, I think he's doing well. It, obviously. You can always do better, but I, I've been absolutely uh, loving uh, having him on the field. All right, so well, the headline, me, headline well, from this me, is that Bill does not think Jesus is doing nearly enough to warrant. <laughs> well, I was going to say, let, let's change this into a positive, Bill. What do you think? Maybe instead of saying that Jesus could score more, are we saying that maybe, just possibly, Arsenal has another gear that we can hit? That. That's it. And, and I mean, people have been talking about how, you know, Tottenham are uh, playing like <laughs> uh, are talking about how. Uh, yeah, th how Tottenham are, you know, they have a gear that a new gear that they can go up into. But I mean, I think we've saw, seen today that, you know, that's just not happening. They, they're playing the game they want to play and we see how it plays out against an Arsenal team that I think does have a new gear to go up into. I mean, we're playing a completely, uh, you know, different system from what we saw, you know, not even two years ago, but just last year. Uh, and I think, you know, once we have that like telepathic connection uh, between, you know, Odegaard and Saka between Martinelli and Jesus, uh, once everything gets gelling, I think we can go up another level. And, you know, I'm all here for it when we do. It is okay, seriously but, scary to think of us at another level right now. Yeah, it, it'd be absolutely wild. What, who's your man of the match, by the way? So uh, the obvious picks are, you know, Jaka and uh, Partey. But uh, the one thing that I was, you know, looking for when uh, we had this game is, you know, Tottenham are going to play on the break. And I felt so secure today when they went on the break with Saliba in the back. I got to give him my man of the match. And it, he was butter on the ball today. I mean, the, the, um, the number of times that I saw him, you know, two or three guys uh, piling on him and he just somehow slips out with the ball, gets a progressive pass in my man I, of the match i think point. i think that if and correct me if i'm wrong audience um i think i saw a stat floating around that william saliba at the age of just what 21 22 has one possession back like i think some number i think it might have been 11 times this season more than any other player in the league has yet to be dribble pass 791 times he's one possession back yeah, yeah, and and I think he won possession back like three times in this game. So it's, yeah, he's something else. He's absolutely something else. And long may it continue. Well, and and, and he yeah. times the shit so that it's not Mustafi like. I mean, it's 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 incredible. It's like Mustafi yeah. if he was good. Like like it's incredible. All right, so and we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna take this real quick because we have a first time uh, open micer who's been in the waiting room a long time. He's got his camera working. 
I want to try to get him on for however long it lasts. Bill, always good to All see right. you. Thanks for joining us every week. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Aston, stay safe. Cheers. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. You want to tell me to say something? I might fall down and get hurt today. Hey, you know, <laughs> shit happens, right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. I love it because he's like protect Aston at all costs, but fuck you, Mike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, I'm so sorry that you're in the middle of a hurricane. All right. <laughs> For the first time, we have Carlo from South Africa. Carlo, can you hear Carlo. me? Carlo. You there? I suspected some potential. He uh, said they've got uh, some power issues. Carlo, you there? Uh, I don't. I don't hear him. Well, we have now invited Carlo on the podcast. He's he's done this. <laughs> All right, one more chance, Carlo. Uh, as much as I way. want to have you on, this is this is probably not great for the audience. Carlo, you there? All right. Well, at at least we can say we've had our first international guest. Truly, this podcast is gargantuan. Oh, it's, you know, I mean, gargantuan's kind of stealing from FK, I suppose. But we're uh, fucking huge. That's what we're doing. We're we're huge. Our podcast, Girth, is amazing. Speaking of Girth, Daniel, (laughs) it's been a while. yeah, I don't know if you've, uh, you know, I mean, like, like normally when people disappear during a good winning streak, it's because they're they're toxically negative. But I know that that's not the case for you. No. Um, so I hope you're doing all right, man. Um, very well, thank you. And nice to meet you, um, Aston. Uh, yes, Aston. Yeah. Nice meeting you, man. Yeah. Oh, what a game, eh? What a game. Yeah. Well, well, I, if you if you've noticed, I've got a little through line going. We've gone through the first goal. We've gone through the second goal. Now, can you talk to me about penalty box poacher, Granite Jaka? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not his. Well, I'm not his biggest fan by far. But neither am I. Well, when, like when he plays well, you have to, you, you have to give him props. And like when he like took that chance. Like bang, and and what I liked from what I saw for it from him from the first goal, like when we scored that, like he got everyone round, mm-hmm. and going like like come on, yeah, he really he really got it. He, he it seemed like he was either calming us down, making sure that we stayed in the game, or yeah. geeing us up. Either he was, way, he was geeing us, us up yeah. and making sure that everybody joined into the yeah. celebration. Not in a not in like a we've won already type of standpoint because it was twenty no, minutes like, in and we yeah. and we conceded fifteen minutes later. But like, I, I mean, you've always seen that from him, but his leadership has been offset with 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 just ridiculous decisions and 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 yeah. doing stupid stuff in the moment. And and this year, you're just you're seeing all the best of him and none of the worst of him. Yeah, yeah, it's like. Th- that 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 he's finally maturing to be that player that we signed him all them years ago. Is it that? Is it that? And and this, and, and this is coming from someone who's had his issues with Granajaka. But is is he finally maturing, or or has the team around him got better to the point where he's now able to focus on the things he's good at 
and not have to sacrifice his quality to try. I mean, I, I'm starting to see that when he was poor, when he gets his reds, when he was a liability at left back, it's because he was being asked to do things yeah. well beyond his capabilities and was willing to do them. So do you blame him for that, or do you blame that the, the team set up the coaching or the depth for that? Because what he's been able to do this season with the players around him is play the way he plays for Switzerland. Yeah. Well, like now that he's like playing slightly a tiny bit more forward, like <laughs> playing like, a lot more forward. Well, 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 like it's more, it's helping him more, and like, like with the link up play, like he's not focused on like tackling so much. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That helps. yeah. So, so Daniel, let me let me ask you this. It'll let, let's put it up to three people. Granite Jaka's Renaissance is that on Granite Jaka? Is that on Mikel Arteta, or is that, as Mike says, on the team that surrounds him? I'd say a combination of all three. Mm, mm, good answer. Like, like, like uh, not, uh, you know what? One pin up, Daniel. Okay, I'm not. I'm not letting you get away with that. You got to pick. Ooh, one. Uh, fight, fight, fight! That was that. I I, I um, agree with you, but 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 I mean, you have you yeah, have. Yeah, cop out answer. It's a cop out answer. Oh, yeah, I get that. I'll say Arteta, and then the team. Then yeah, all right, Arteta. Oh, oh, I like the, my my manager getting the praise today. Um, which, by the way, that brings us into something else. You know, last time when we talked about a red card killing a game, Conte talked about it as a joke. And then Arteta was made fun of when he made all the substitutions in the Manchester United game. Yeah. But look at look at the game today. Not only is Conte blaming the game on the red, but he's also yeah. made those emergency substitutions. Is it time to put some respect on Mikel Arteta's name? Well, yeah, well, the... Did he outcoach well, Conte today? Well, the proof is in the league table right now. <laughs> really. like, and spitting facts. Facts. Like, like, yeah, like, I'm not saying that that we are, like, like going to win the league or whatever, but at the end of the day, at the moment, how can anyone really criticise, like, Mikel Arteta? Like, like, come on, like, did, like, did, like, did any one of us think that we would be in this position? position? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely at, not. Like, looking at the fixtures and that, like, because there was some, like, like, tough games in there, like... Crystal oh, Palace and, and Brentford... There are games that have been against teams that have lost uh, that have that have taken points off of other hey, teams. Around. I see that. Like, like, like. Let's not go that far. <laughs> this is what I'm. I don't always. I, I like to look beneath mm. the surface of what people say sometimes, and I'm I'm hearing you say that Mikel Arteta has already reached the heights uh, and beyond that Herbert Chapman uh, reached. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not getting. I'm not getting George Graham or, or Arsene Wenger involved in this. Let's let's not worry about that. Herbert Forget Chapman. magic, Mike. This is naughty, Mike. Herbert Chapman never plugged in a light bulb in the dressing room. 
<laughs> that's all. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, like piece of shit, Herbert. Also, what I would like to point out as well, when like, like last season, when we when we would concede a goal, our heads would just drop, and we wouldn't really fight to like get in the game. This season, like like we're doing that every game, even today after the the pen, like we were. Well, so, like, you know what I mean? No, no, no. So, so to your point, I believe that after that penalty, in less than a minute, we were actually in their box. Yeah, we didn't score this time, but we were actually in a box in their box, taking yeah. a chance within less than yeah. a minute of them yeah. scoring the yeah. penalty. Yeah, yeah, like that's what I mean. Like we, like we just didn't like go. Oh, 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 fucking hell! Like, like. like I, I, I hate I hate to I hate to keep bringing this up, but like I will as long as I need to bring it up is, is is that football is a game of psychology, yeah, mentality, um, yeah, preparation, skill, and passion, and passion. Passion is overrated. Passion can be faked. Chemistry cannot. And 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 um. And fuck and all this other stuff, but but mm. when you have seen, I mean, the the biggest we've seen good Arsenal teams with good players shit the bed when 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 it seems so unlikely that they could possibly shit the bed, and the reason for those capitulations ding, um, have ding. have have been the weak mentality of the club of certain players that's bled into the rest of the team. We now have a team, yeah, of winners of champions. Even if the champions that that they've been have not been with us, give it some time. But we have a, we have we have champions on our team now. We have guys yeah. who understand how to react to adversity. Now we have yeah. a coach who has, for better or for worse, stuck to his guns. Yeah. And said, I, I'm going to continue what I'm doing to build around me. You know, when you come into a new squad, you either coach to the team you have or you coach to the team you want. And both can fuck you up and both can and both can be successful. It just depends on how it goes. He's yeah. coached to the team he wants from the beginning. And, yeah. been, and, and, and because yeah. he's been given the patience to build that team, we're now seeing the, the, the fruits of it. If if this reverses and we start losing games where we're clearly the better team and we just we just don't convert and we lose on the count like like yeah we start losing a lot of games like we did against United where we were the better team but lost against mm. teams lower than United then mm. then okay maybe maybe we haven't turned the corner but what I'm seeing from this team is a mentally strong team who understands yeah. that they're better than most of their opponents who yeah. who I agree who are finally playing like yeah. it and yeah we're more mentally strong now than, than we were, were last yeah, on. and you have to give that to Arteta because whenever yeah, we're not true. being mentally strong you got somebody in the back room telling you that you're fucking soft soft yeah well, you have to give that to Arteta you have to give that to Adu for for the recruitment of the of the players who aren't soft like that. I mean like 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 how many players over the last 15 years for Arsenal can you name that were just soft Theo Walcott 
Oh my God! Awesome. No. Oh, 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 he might have had talent, but yeah. he was so fucking all, soft. All Walcott did in in his time at uh, with us is he grew a beard, really. Yeah. Well, and and the best thing he ever did was this, and yeah. and and, and um, you know, and and he didn't even have that much. To do. I mean, like like our our team was soft. We we looked around and and pointed to each other when we when we conceded, and it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a pointing to each other from from a respectful position where we say, okay, well, yeah, this like, is what was responsible, and this is going to happen. It was yeah, just way. Right. Now, if yeah. we concede a goal and there's pointing, it's it's a it's a means to an end. It's like that yeah. can't happen again. Here's what what we're going to do about it. Mike's going to burp. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, I, I just, look, we may, we may not finish first. We may not even, uh, yeah. something could happen and we don't even finish top four. I mean, that like, would be a disaster. Yeah. And, but, but like, I just don't see how. Let me ask you guys something. Let me ask you guys something. They don't see the light at the end of the tunnel right now. Yeah. So it's been a long and arduous journey, right? Like we, you know, there have been ups and downs, but let me ask you something. Yep. What's more important, the journey or the destination? Oh. <laughs> let me tell you the answer, the company. <laughs> I back my manager all day. I love this man and I love this team. Um, who's your man of the match, by the way, Daniel? Hold on. Did we lose any duels today? Did we fucking lose any duels today? I, I'm I'm gonna, gonna, when I lose a, when you lose a duel, you run. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have hotel security coming to my door in, in about five minutes, and, and, well, and it will be live on a podcast. Me being dragged out by the police. Um. Well, I have two. Um. No, um, no, no, fence sitting. Uh, You've been fence sitting all, all this entire time. You got to pick one. Name the two, and then and then tiebreak. Yeah, Jacques and Saka. Okay, and now and now. Ooh. As much as I don't, uh, as much as I don't want to say, but it's gonna. This happen. is where we find out whether you're racist or not. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding, man. Um, in your mind was more impactful today because I'll tell you they both had fucking amazing games. So- Saka was brilliant today. Yeah. Well. Well. Um, oh, well. Yeah. Well, it's going to be Granite Xhaka, but I do. I love knew it. it. Oh, I'm <laughs> I got to pay. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, while he's le- while he's left us, le- yeah. listen. I think that you what you're hinting on is actually really important. I think that a lot of the work Sokka does, he's kind of become the agent in the shadows. I yeah. I don't think people realize like. Every time Saka has the ball, if you notice, they stand off of them and they just stare yeah. at him because they are scared, scared shitless yeah. of that boy. Yes, and 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 I don't know what to do. They don't know. Yeah. Like I don't. Do you know show him on your left foot. Do you show him on the right? Oh shit! Yeah. He can take it with both. Like yeah. what do you do? Well, like you probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have watched the England game. A few nights ago against oh um, versus Germany, of course I did. Yeah, yeah. When he came on and and Mount, yeah, like they took the game yeah. apart. Yeah, yeah I know they gave it to Bellingham, but I really, really thought Saka turned that game on its head, on its head. Yeah. Oh, and um, in answer to um, who uh, the last top 
last time Tottenham got a red card um, in an North London derby, it was Lamella. Oh, Lamella, yeah. Lamella, yeah. Lamella. In, the, in the same game where he had the Rabona. Yes. Yeah, same game. Did, yeah. Like, did that Rabona flick and then... And then got a red card and we beat them. Was that the same game that Partey got yeah. pushed back on the pitch? No, no, uh, no. That was Partey's f- uh, first one, which was the away game. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. All right. But, yeah. All right. I love you, man. Yep. Especially after a win. He's like, yeah, I know you do. Um, thanks for joining us. We got one more yeah. person, and then we're going to head out. Um from this impromptu thing. Daniel, uh, cheers, boys. Keep the faith, yeah. man. Tell us again where you're calling from. Um, well, lowest off Suffolk. <laughs> Suffolk. Yeah. So, um, about 120 you... miles from London. Is that is Suffolk? Uh, no, I'm thinking where Norwich is, is, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I, well, ironically, I live closer to, to Norwich than Ipswich. <laughs> All right. Well, all right, so you're, you know, yeah. you're a fake person. No, I'm just kidding. Cheers, boys. All right, man. I love you, man. Take care. Bye. All right, and we are now bringing on last, and I saved him for last, and I hope he didn't mind waiting because this is my boy right here. Um, Delicious. Rob and I have uh, – he's, he's known me just about longer than almost any other Gooners have known me, and, um, and I want his opinion. I need his opinion. I want his penis. Uh, I need his penis. Rob, un- unmute yourself. Rob Fording, uh, which is not his name. Why, why are you going with that now? I'm at, I'm adding the ing because, like, Rob Holding, you when you bring me in, you know you've won the match already, and I'm just, like, insurance. Unless we start you, in which case we know that we've lost the match already. Right? Yeah, they were screwed. They were screwed. Yeah, Hold way, on, just... though. So, Rob, <laughs> Rob, did you watch from home? You I did. In D.C., um, good D.C. representation today. We had Virginia Beach. We had Richmond. We had uh, D.C. Good Mid-Atlantic. Uh, and, and, and I'm not going to take responsibility for that, but I am. Um, I, I mean, are you just constantly masturbating to this team? I mean, I I'm gonna go raw at some point because probably uh, I mean this this is this is a great team and somebody brought up the chemistry. I love the chemistry. I mean, I think they are addressing the resilience issue and the intensity issue that they had a little bit near the end of last year. Granted, that was mostly like injuries, but I mean, you could see also they struggle with that a little bit um, throughout the season. So it's good to see them. Uh, <laughs> It's good. It's good to see them um, really pick it up. You know, keep that focus, build on that focus, grow themselves. So. so, Rob, I've I've had a little through line today. We've talked about the first goal, the second goal, the third goal. What I really want to talk let's about talk because about the fourth goal. Let's talk. Let's talk about the eighth goal. No, no. what I really want to talk about is because you you got to sit at home, which means you got to see the live coverage. You know, it's a little sometimes it's a little muddier in a in a bar. Did Arteta out-tactic Conte today? And wh- what about those fans? Because we haven't even mentioned them yet. Yeah, they, uh, let's do that. <laughs> I mean, I mean to answer that first one, uh, yeah, he did. Because that second half, we picked, you know, we really picked it up. We 
played into our strengths. I mean, they kind of, you know, they kind of just like, um, <laughs> they kind of, I mean, they fell apart, obviously, because, you know, the red card and everything like that. But, I mean, mentally, um, I mean, we started working into, like, what works for us, and I think that helped us uh, that turn tie the game. So, yeah, he outcoached him. And, I mean, oh, that environment, I mean, the Emirates was – Did he outcoach – or I want you to go back to that, but did he outcoach him, or did we just have better fucking arrows in our quiver than he than he did? Because people well, want to talk all the time about about you know Conte is a master tactician and coach and he wins and he does. I mean, and and you know, look, I mean, if you're if you're that good of a coach, you should win when you're not better. And I mean, they weren't better, and they didn't win. So, like, I mean, look, they they won in May, and you could say a lot of things about why they won in May or or you know how they won in May, but like, is he really? They, they tend to show up against big teams more often than we'd like them to, but it, is he that good? Conte? I think they succeed more as like a symptom of timing rather than anything else. They're always catching teams at a, you know, at a unique time. So that's like kind of get more, I think they're more lucky than good, to be honest. Um, well, I, I, I've and, just, I've just looked and seen, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you, Rob, but, but I know that you, you and I are mates for life. So I know he hates you. Because he hates I'm you. I'm losing my voice, shouting at you all the time. No, I've just, I've just seen Jaka's goal, and holy shit, what Martinelli did to set that up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, and trust me, I'm giving all the props to, to Jaka, but like Martinelli made that goal, and and, and you know, he, no one's mentioning him as man of the match, nor should they, because he was maybe an eight point five, where like three people were nines or better, but like. Just the the chemistry between those guys is just unbelievable. It's just un fucking believable what's happening with this club right now. And I mean that that's like the biggest spark for us this year is the chemistry. Like you know, it's a team that comes together on and off the pitch. So I mean that that's really help. That I mean that's really helping. It's like catalyzing their success. Was there anywhere that you thought particularly that um, because you oh, did say that you think I, I interrupted the fan thing, by the way, Aston? So get back to that. Well, well oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I, go ahead. I, I was going to say regarding the fans. I mean, you know, the, the the Emirates has been a really hype electric place this year, anyway. But it was up to a twelve um, out of ten today, as far you know, as far as the environment. Partially because of the derby, and then partially just because like the kind of ride we're on. It's so you combine those two. I mean, it was just you know, it's like gas and fire. It's just uh, the the environment was. Uh, I mean, it was like a force to blaze. I mean, you know, we um, that really hype. You know, as uh, one as a MLS coach described once, uh, a cauldron of fire. <laughs> You know, and it's interesting because I think this time last year or yeah, it'd be this time last year when we when we learned about the Amazon documentary, I think all of us had a laugh and we thought about, oh, how terrible this is going to be and all this other stuff. But then, like, you know, when you really think about it, Arteta, Edu, the executive board, whoever you want to credit, has done a fantastic job of bringing the fans back to the fold. I think that the, I think matter of fact to, to say that not only has Arteta been okay with centering himself as part of that story, I think he thrives 
on the fans being behind him like this. I mean, I saw him just the way that he runs to the, the fans every time we score now. Um, who, whose fault is that? Is that is that is, is this just a happy coincidence? Did we look into this or was this designed, do you think? Yes. <laughs> a, little, <laughs> a little, you know, a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. I mean, you know, I mean, I obviously it's a concerted effort by them, but I mean, you know, the documentary, I, I think where the documentary helped us from our perspective in terms of seeing like, you know, what's the mentality of the back office? What's the mentality of the coaching staff? What's the mentality of the players? Like, you know, humanizing them in a way that we, you know, we don't really get a chance to see. And I mean, it's certain it, what it does, it illuminates, um, you know, illuminates. And I mean, really allows us to be a little more empathetic. And I think meeting, you know, meeting the team halfway, you know, as supporters, I, I, you know, I think the documentary helped in that regard. And I mean, again, also like, you know, as you pointed out, Arteta, Edu and company are like making a concerted effort to, um, to really like involve and hype up the crowd and, you know, make it a real, you know, make it kind of a 12th, 12th man type um, asset for us. And um, can you, can you, can you really like, like, can we, figure out the point at which maybe it was when fans returned after COVID, but like the point at which it was like, all right, this is enough. Arsenal and Arsenal fans are symbiotic. We need to be on the same page. And I'm not talking about the podcasts that are pro Arteta or, I mean, look in social media and, and podcast world, there's plenty of conflict, but like, the 60,000 people a week and the and the 5,000 or 3,000 or 1,500 that are in a way fans, th- there was a point in the last year or two where even though our fucking results weren't necessarily matching it, it was th- there was a joining of hands and saying, you know what, we're gonna we're, we're gonna do this together. And, and and I've been fortunate enough to be at some of those games, both home and away. Not all of them, but at some of them, Leicester away last season, where where the the credit was given, the faith was given, the 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 excitement was given, and it was rewarded, and it just builds off of itself. And and I've never seen something more impactful than the relationship between a team and its fans. It matters. It matters whether you're in the National League. It matters whether you're Wrexham or Sutton United or Northampton town, like, like it really does matter. It mm-hmm. really matters how your fans support the team. It, I've, ne- I, I've always just thought that players should just play. If you're talented and you're getting paid, you should just play. And if your team is booing you, then you should play better. But like I, 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 what I'm seeing right now is, 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 Again, it's it's about chemistry, but it's not even just the chemistry between the players on the pitch. It's the chemistry between the the, the fans and the club, and and Arsenal have lost their way and have massively gained it back on connecting the supporters and the club. And I and and, and I and I I credit the supporters for that much more than I do Arsenal. The supporters, yeah, whether you're, whether you're Ashburton Army, which you know, despite some things I've tweeted, 
which were both rushed to judgment and 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 maybe you know a bit misunderstood. Ashburton Army, massive, massive proponents of of fan atmosphere. North Bank, the the season ticket holders, just getting behind the club. I mean, it, it it's. I just can't say enough how much like 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 even if we don't win anything this season, knowing that the club and the fans have this connection again, that's what football is all about. I mean, that's the only thing that like eighty nine to ninety percent of clubs have is the relationship between their fans and the club because most of those teams don't have a chance to win a trophy. They don't have a chance to win the Premier League. They don't have a chance to win the FA Cup, but they have the connection with their fans. So Arsenal is a team that's expected to win those things. So when we don't, we, you know, we, 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 we take that stuff for granted, but I mean, to, to, to love your club and to know that they love you back and to have an opportunity to help that propel you into success is I haven't felt this since 2006. Well, to, to comment on your point, I do think that there's a specific point, but let's get something right. Whether you were Arteta in or Arteta out, whether you were Xhaka in, Xhaka out, whatever it was, I'll say this and I'll say this to the day that I die. Our in-house problems are exactly that, in-house. There has never been a moment that we as a fan base, because we are the biggest club in England, we are the one of the biggest clubs in the, in the world, and we have never stopped loving our club. We may hate what our club is doing just like you may not like your mom if she's if she's if she makes bad choices maybe she's a drug i don't know maybe maybe anything like that but we've never stopped loving arsenal but i do think that there was a point and i think that it was both by coincidence tactic um tactical decisions by by the um staff and and the players themselves and what happened was we had our arsenal taken away from us um as far as being able to support them in the stadium during throughout covid when we came back we were ready to support but what happened was in those first three games we had a lot of old faces right so coincidentally after those three terrible games we had two weeks off we had um uh, for for one reason or another i think we didn't have jaka and or Partey playing in the midfield and then a suite of new players in the back line so when we went to that norwich game we were a completely new team and i think our fans were like you know we were already like fuck it we're going to support our team no matter what but those new faces added to that and then we won and then I, I, I literally remember the moment Ramsdale grabs the ball and does the thing that he does where he just drop kicks it and we all got quiet and we're like, oh. And from that moment on, we were like, can we believe in this team? Are these new faces that we're seeing faces that will carry us to the top? And they just kept passing every test. Sure, we didn't make top four last year. We were never supposed to make top four last year. That was an overperformance in the first never. place. It was never the plan. And and yeah, you want to do it, but it was never the plan. And and you know who stuck to the plan? Arsenal. Fans didn't stick to the plan. They yeah. wanted us to sign, you know whoever we could. Vlahovic. They wanted us to well, sign Vlahovic. Well, look, look, look. And we then we wouldn't have signed, had Gabriel we Jesus. We would you have know? signed Vlahovic had he wanted to come. But, like, beyond that, we would, they wanted us to sign Isaac. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We. Th this is... I don't, this I don't is know. it. 
how do you feel? How do you feel, Rob? Because I know we're just we're just sitting here just waxing lyrical about Arsenal, but we have you on the show so that we can talk about the fan reactions. How do you feel about it? Well, I you know it's interesting. Uh, Mike brought up a great point about like you know the Ashburton, uh, the Ashburton Grove uh, supporters in the North Bank and stuff like that. I think you know there is you know after COVID there was like I think a concerted shift to kind of bring like more ultra and i say this in a very positive way the more positive aspects of this like ultra behaviors and like energy to like our to our support and stuff like that and yeah i mean it took a while when you know when we were just you know discontented with like the play and you know been impatient with the process and such but yeah i mean you know i think fans uh, most of all, I mean, you know, as far as you talk about the fandom, I mean, we've really take. I think we've taken it upon ourselves too. In addition to what I said earlier about like the doc and Arsenal's efforts, I mean, I think we've taken the bull by the horns. Arsenal recognized that they want to do everything they can to like, you know, get on our good side. Um, you know, they're and plus the team is coming together as well, you know, and the other, you know, on the other end, I mean, it's really a trifecta. Of- Rob, there, Rob, there, ha- there, there have been some changes and Aston will know a little bit about these. There have been some changes behind the scenes of the people that are kind of responsible for the fan connection. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the changes are positive. The changes yeah. are good. The changes are about establishing a connection more. I mean, 100%. Yeah. By the way, take this moment. Shout out, Kate. Love you. Thank you so much for everything that you did for me over the summer and things that you continue to do. You're you are a bridge between fans and the club. And you and I cannot think of anybody more deserving of your promotion than you. Yeah. We love you, Kate. Namer, Namer. Kate, 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 Kate is 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 uh, is going to be taken over from Marcanella. Uh, what's your last name? Do you remember? Oh, I- yeah, I, I have it in my phone, but I don't. I suck with last names. I don't even know your last. Wait, what is your last name? Feinberg? No, no, it's um, it's um, magic, magic. magic. Yeah, Mike Magic. Yeah, uh, yeah, but no. Th- I mean, this club's headed. This club's headed in the right direction, and look, and we, we've had a few, we've had a few false starts where we thought we were headed in the right direction. Oh yeah, we're bringing in. Um, uh, this incredible scout. Uh, what the fuck is his name? The German dude. Oh, uh, Mislintan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're bringing him in. Oh, and you, you know what? We're gonna bring in. We're gonna bring in Raul. You know, it's it's a weird hire, but like he has relationships. All that shit didn't work out so well. And but, it turned out the only relationship that mattered was your relationship to the Arsenal because when we brought in Edu, when we brought in Arteta, when we brought in Murdersacker, that is when we started acting right. And I think that's important. Yeah, they understand the culture best. I mean, that's to be massive. That's massive. the culture. We tried to reform this team. Uh, I mean, and look, like we're all talking like, like, we, you know, like we've done it. We're still in the middle of it. Let's just be clear. But yeah. like, but like, I haven't won anything yet. No, we haven't won a goddamn thing yet, except for an FA Cup, which we won before all this. Year. But 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 like, but but if you feel that if if you feel that we're on a positive trajectory right now, then you you, you need to finally under, agree with Aston that that we brought in 
Arsenal DNA people who are not savages and, and, and or or not savages, but like who are not rushing to get a quick result. And um, and we're building something. I mean, this, the, the infrastructure for this team right now is so much better than it was two years ago. I can't even not. I mean, just financially from 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 a from a mentality standpoint, from a player standpoint. I mean, our, our wage bill is lower than it was two years ago, and yet our team is 80% better. If I could just say one thing, because it gets me a little emotional, but it is the fact that we brought in Arsenal people, that we are back to being where we back to being in the right type of culture and the right type of atmosphere. And that's why right now, right now, I want you back in the stadium, Wenger. I want you to look at this team and be proud of, once again, of what Arsenal is again, because you, I, I it, it's just time. It's did, time. Did he, did it's he, a legacy. Yeah. I've heard that he was, he spoke to the guys at, at either Colney or at the stadium this week. Have you heard that? I can't talk about things. I said, you know, I said, you know, just like I just, just like I knew that, that that Stu McFarlane had given the the hyped up talk to them at the beginning of last season, you know a little something. I I have heard. Let's just say I've heard his name passed around more, which is why it's on the front of my mind. Okay. Which is why I'm saying like right now it's time because at the well, end of the say, day, let's say hypothetically that our, that 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 um, I mean you know and this is coming from someone who doesn't know. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I am not a, uh, a rodent of any He's kind. He's a gerbil. I'm not the gerbil. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a horse, and I'm not a uh, bell. Uh, but let's just say that, like, a motivational factor was brought in that used, that used to coach the Arsenal and, and, and wasn't Birdie Me. Um, I think before 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 a uh, a derby I think that I think that's great. I mean you bring in you bring in people that you you know that understand the derby and you bring them in. So so maybe that happened, maybe that didn't happen. Maybe we get asked to admit to something cuz you know cuz he's got a direct line to to Stanley Enos Kroenke. You know, Josh is just phoning me. I gotta, I, I've got to ask you because, like, you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm still on the inside. I'm still a fan, but I always want to say this. This whole point of this um, open mic is to hear from the fans, and I got to ask you, Rob. Like, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about Wenger coming up, coming back around, and maybe saying a couple of words to the boys? If, do you think it's time? If that word happens, I mean, again, I mean, we we're talk we're talking about reestablishing the Arsenal culture and the DNA. Yeah, you bring him around. I mean, the the man is the man is a legend. He revolutionized the sport. I think um, you you have you have to respect what he's done. You have to respect his wisdom from like the earlier days. And it's somebody it's somebody who not only the players look up to, but I mean the coaching staff. I mean Arteta, you know Arteta played under him. Uh, Marisaker. I mean these these folks look up these folks look up to him. I mean I don't. I don't think there's a better person, a better dignitary you bring in than you know Arsene Wenger, and I mean that 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 is that is a ma- you know that would be you know it's a massive deal. Herb Chapman, if he if he if if he gave a shit about Arsenal, he would have showed up today. 
I mean, why you gotta be that normal? Like, come on, man. I mean, I mean, look, look, look. Come on, man. I love me some Arsenal, but I ain't. I'm, I'm not gonna be apologizing for Herb Chapman for not showing up today. I heard that he that he uh, wasn't in North London today, and that's some bullshit. But tisk tisk. This club, I like. You know, look. I'm all about. I'm like, you know what? I, no. I'm done. Arsenal. Good. Yeah, we had a good show, and I think that the summation of this show is exactly what you said. Arsenal, good. Arsenal, good. Rob Fordham, good. I like. Ashton supporting the club through a hurricane. Um, Arsenal in America, very, very good. Everyone head over. Highbury Squad is going to start at 6 p.m. UK, 1 p.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m., Pacific and uh, and 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 Sophie was at the LA Supporters Club today with MK and Taylor and a bunch of really really good gooners and um, and you know what it's a great time to be an Arsenal fan. Um, I think we're gonna do um, the uh, what's the other show that I do uh, the Sunday roast Sunday tomorrow. roast you can't even keep track of your pods I, I I can't think we're it's gonna so do popular. Sunday. Think we're gonna do this Sunday rest tomorrow. Depends on uh, how much I drink today, but uh, I'm about to head out to the JMU football game, American football, and uh, see what happens there. But like Rob, Aston, uh, everyone that joined us today, this is what we want. Can I say something? Please, because I'm fucking, I'm drunk and I don't even know how to end the show. Gooners from around the world unite. Rejoice, for today is the day that we have once again, for the millionth time, not the last time, for it will happen many, many times in the future as it has happened in the past. We have defeated the scum from over there and reminded them of their place. Today we are victorious in the North London Derby and top of the league. Long may it continue. Arsenal all the way. I don't know why we waited so long to bring you on to this podcast because that was the best way of possibly ending a podcast. And here's the best way of ending one. Watching the Gooners Podcast, a production of TGP Media, wholly on subsidiary of Wanker Broadcasting Company Limited PLC. All rights and likenesses, except for Owens, are available for purchase and distribution according to the historical tenets of bird law. <laughs> Make sure to check out the Gooners Podcast at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash TGP. Find Gooners V Cancer at GoonersVCancer.com. And don't forget, Get them credit cards out. The Gooners Podcast has been brought to you thanks to a generous investment from Elon Musk, as well as the letter G and the number 69. Remember, Gooner family, that Tottenham get better everywhere they go. TGP out. (laughs) 